Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with business mentor, Jillian Murphy. Jillian is a sales mentor and business coach for entrepreneurs. After 22 years in the corporate space, Jillian moved online after losing it all during the pandemic. In the beginning of the pandemic, she dove headfirst into the online space, like so many of us did, learning how to grow her business from scratch. And over these past six months, while working through medical conditions, Jillian has had to dive into healing and listening to what her body needs and trusting this process with her audience. We talk about letting your audience see you, really connecting with your audience and asking, what do they need to learn? What do they need to learn from you? As opposed to always creating and sharing and just expecting people to buy. There's so much value in this podcast. If you are somebody who has really tried to figure out how do I grow in this online space? What does selling look like? Why does selling have such a, almost a negative connotation from so many people? And we dove into that aspect, learning how to speak with your audience, how to engage with them and really meet them where they are at, what selling means, how it's an act of service and how we can make selling something so difficult when it's not necessary because it's based on our own experiences with selling. And we talked about the power of mentorship and how it's important to stick with one mentor to really see the process unfold as opposed to in this space, because there's a lot of noise right now, it's easy to tie into all of the different things that are available. And so there's so much value in this episode. I absolutely loved it. And in the show notes, she is sharing with you six guaranteed tips to attract your dream clients, which I encourage you to go to the show notes and download. It's fantastic. You'll absolutely love this episode. What I love is her vulnerability, her realness. And she really talks about, let your audience see you be authentic. Let them see you, let them hear you, let them learn from you. You're going to love this episode. Welcome to the show today, Jillian. I'm so thrilled to finally have you here. I'm so thrilled to actually be here. Finally, it's so great to connect with you and your audience today. Oh, I love it. We are going to dive into a couple of things first. Tell everyone where you are from. So I am actually in the Detroit market. Um, I live in Detroit, Michigan area. So we are, uh, we're in the beautiful state of Michigan over here. Nice. I love it because I have so many people I speak to on the far West coast. So now it's like, okay, so you're like, you experience similar weather to what I do. Yes. 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 Awesome. So tell everyone you are a business mentor. What is a business mentor? Yes. So as a business mentor, there's lots of different facets that people can really go into. Uh, My zone of genius is really working with women on getting clear of where they want to go in their business and then helping them sell that. So whether it's a course, whether it's a program, whether it's a brick and mortar, I'm really helping them articulate where they're at in their sales and helping them get that message out there. So sales is really my zone of genius. Um, I spent 22 years in the corporate space and I love sales. I love talking about sales and it's really the oxygen of our business. And I see that a lot of people come into this space and it's an area that they don't really want to talk about, but you have to talk about sales. So that's what I work on with people. I love it. And as we do this, dive into even more of you and your story, but what is something, why are people so afraid of sales? I think that they were sold to in a way that felt gross Mm -hmm. or in a way that didn't feel good. So now that's how they feel that sales is, whether they bought a car or they went into Nordstrom's and bought shoes or somebody DM them and it felt gross. So that's just how they feel that sales is. And one thing that I always say that people that I work with is how do you like to be sold to? And then that's just how we're going to sell to your audience. So if you like to be like a lean back salesperson or you like to be sold to in a different way, then we're just going to then 
put that message out there for your, your clients as well. Yeah. I love that. I think there's so, I mean, sales in itself holds so many different stories in our heads and, you know, you can have a brilliant idea for your business, but if you can't convey it or you're afraid to sell it, then it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I love that you said that because I work with a lot of people and before they come to me, I'll, um, I'll start looking at their social media and I'll creep their social media and I'll watch them. And I'll be like, you're not telling me how to buy from you. You're not telling me like what you sell. And then we'll get on our first call and I'll say to them, are you telling your audience how they can buy from you? And they're like, oh no, 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 no. And I'm like, does your audience know how they can pay you? And they're like, no, that feels gross. And and I'm like, okay, this is exactly, this is exactly why you need me. But it's funny because you should really be selling to your audience every day, not in a gross way, but you should be selling them every day on what it is that you do, what you're the expert in, how you can help them, how you, what you can do. So, yeah. I love that you said this because not that long ago, I got a message from somebody in my DMS and we all get those messages, right? We do. But somebody was like, you know, you sell every single day. Do you ever think that you sell too much? And I was like, my very first thought, like an old version of me would have been like, oh my God, I can't believe somebody said that. This version was like, well, she's never bought anything from me and she's not anybody, like she's really not my client anyways. So she's entitled to her opinion, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's this perception of what people are doing. And there's a difference between, I always think of it as like selling is offering what Mm -hmm. I do. And if it speaks to you, great. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. So I would love to know, like, what's your thoughts on objections? Yeah. So you're always going to get them. I mean, the best, the best of salespeople are always going to get them. So just be detached from them, no matter what it is, whether it's um, a a sales objection, whether you're pitching yourself to a podcast, whether you're pitching yourself to do a speaking engagement, whatever it is, just be detached from it and know that the objection is 99.9% of the time never has anything to do with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing that I, what I love to say when it comes to objections, and then it's not always a no right now. So another thing that I see a lot in sales is people get on discovery calls or people get on DM conversations or connection calls. And somebody says, well, it's right now, it's just not a good fit. And then they disappear and they never follow up. And it's like, you need to also keep nurturing that because it's just not a no right now. It's just, they're going to, they're going to come back to what, what it is. So yeah, you're always going to get rejections. I get rejected every day and I'm like, okay, when they're ready to buy from me, they will. And just like you said, when, when I have an offer and it's something that speaks to them, they'll do it. When, when they want to come into Jillian Murphy's store and something speaks to them, then they'll do it. Yeah. I love this. And as we talk about selling on social media and things, you recently restarted an Instagram account. Now I've seen two or three coaches do this. I can't tell you how much I love this, but I would love to know what your reason was for doing it and what you have learned during this process. Yeah. So really quick backstory was I was a fitness competitor for about seven years. So I had a very large social media uh, following from fitness, from being a competitor, from being like published in a couple magazines, from speaking on the fitness side. So all of these people that were following me were following me from fitness. So then when I moved over to the the business side, all these people were not my ideal clients. They, They just were no longer it. So I was getting really bad engagement my story views were really bad. I can remember being out with a girlfriend one time and I was like looking at my story views and hers were like almost triple mine. And I was like, this is so weird. So I really started to kind of dive into it. And it was not about the people that were following me. It was about the right people were not following me. So I just, I like blew it up. I was like, you know, I'm going to start over. I took about a week and I started to kind of talk to my audience and let them know that I was going to move over to a new page. I started from scratch. It was super scary. But also if you're listening to this and you're thinking about starting over, the other page doesn't have to go away. So if I ever want to go back, it's still there. All my content's there. All my followers are still there. So it's not like you have to like delete it. It's still there. Um, actually, I take a ton of content from that page and copy and paste and like move it over. It's actually like, been really, yeah, it's been really useful. Um, but what I have seen is that now the right people are following me. And while my likes and my vanity metrics are lower on this page, it's the right people that are following me. So I don't care if 10 people like a comment, if they're 10 of my ideal clients, it's absolutely okay. Um, and I absolutely noticed my story views have skyrocketed. So that's definitely true. So when I was thinking about moving over to a new Instagram account, a couple of things that I really kind of researched in one of the things that they said was, if you switched niches a few times, 
this is definitely something that you want to consider because Instagram, and I'm not an Instagram expert, but this is what I've learned, is that Instagram doesn't know what to send you anymore. So Instagram didn't know if they should send me business coaches. They didn't know if they should send me like bikini competitors. They didn't know if they should send me guys with six packs. Like they didn't know who to send me because I have, I have changed. So that was one thing. And then another thing is if your account is older, it's considered an older account. So now you can actually start fresh using all the things that Instagram has, reels, collaborations, stickers, all of these things. And Instagram is actually going to reward you for using their features and then push your content out more. So those are the two things that I learned. I love that. And I think it's so it's so good because for so long, there was this big hype about the numbers and the followers and what you had. And like I said, I've seen two or three coaches do this. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And showing how it's, I mean, we are so much better off to speak to 10 of our ideal clients than a thousand people and 990 are not our clients. At the end of the day, I'm not going to service 12,000 people anyways, unless I have some huge community. But I will say, speaking of the vanity metrics, like I'm going to be real. There are times when people start to follow me, I kind of want to reach out and be like, I actually know what I'm talking about. I am legit, even though I only have like 10 followers right now. So there are times that I want to be like, okay, I wish it was a little bit higher, but it's growing. It actually is growing. So that's awesome. I love it. And I love the, um, have you mentioned just the different engagement, more engagement and connecting with the right people. So I think that is so, I think it's, I think it's a wonderful share. I think it's even more powerful from somebody who is like sales. Like this is like your wheelhouse in sales. Like, don't be afraid to walk away from something that isn't serving you. Have you had to do that in your business? Like besides Instagram, have you had to walk away from something that was like, you know, when you really look at it, the reason I asked is about two months ago, a coach said to me, what is the one thing you need to burn down in your business? And I started to look at it and I'm like, Oh, this one program I've been doing forever. And it's really what put me on the map. It's really, and she goes, but are you that person anymore? And I was like, actually I'm not. And she goes, that's why that misalignment. And it was such an eye-opening moment. And as soon as it's like, we shut that down, it opened up so many different, like there's three or four different offers I have going on right now. And I just sit there and I'm like, I wake up and there's somebody who's bought and I'm like, that didn't happen before. And it's amazing. So I just want to ask from that standpoint, because so many people are afraid to leave something behind to move forward. Yeah, I actually have a really good lesson. This is actually like a little sales lesson for you guys too. So we always hear, you know, ask our audience what they want. And I've been very successful my first 15 months in business. And part of the reason why I was very successful was I always asked my audience what they wanted. What do you want? Do you want a mastermind? Sure. I created it. They bought. Do you want six-week intensive? Sure. Yes, they bought. So part of my success is that I've always asked my audience exactly what they wanted and then I've created it. I came up with this idea last year that I thought was going to be my way to millions. And I was going to create this like community, a membership basically. And nobody asked for it. And I thought it was amazing. And it was this $97 program and I made no money on it and nobody signed up for it. And every week I was showing up for like three or four people. And it was energetically draining me because my hourly rate was X amount of dollars. And I was showing up in this community, which was not making me anywhere near what it was. Um, And I just, I wanted it so bad. Like I wanted to build this community so bad. And I really had to sit back and say, this isn't Jill, what your audience wants. You're selling five, six, $10,000 programs like nothing. And you cannot give away a $97 program. So I really had to sit back and say, this is just not energetically filling you up. And maybe right now it's just not the right time. And this is also where in the space, we can see somebody else doing something. And we think that we need to do that. So that's what happened. I saw a couple of my friends creating these memberships, these communities. And I was like, this is so easy. Hundreds of people are joining these communities. It's a hundred dollars. Like this is going to be so great. And it wasn't what my audience wanted. My audience actually prefers one-on-one coaching mentorship in that, in that close knit. So um, yeah, I had to blow it up and I felt bad for the three or four people that signed up for it. But um, yeah, it energetically just didn't fill you up. And also you're allowed to get rid of clients too. So if you're listening to this right now and there's a client on your books that does not light you up, does not like energetically get you excited. If there's anybody on your books that you are not like, I want to be in a canoe with that person for eight hours because I'm so excited to spend time with them today, or I want to have brunch with them. They should not be on there. So there's even clients this year that I've had to say like, you know what, energetically, like we're just not a good fit. So I think that that's okay too. And I think as you are starting out, you'll take anybody because you're, you're like, I just want to make money and I just want to have clients. And you really have to get clear on who is 
who you're for and who you're not for. Like, I'm sure you know exactly who you want to work with, and I'm sure you know exactly who you do not want to work with. And sometimes it takes us time to really get clear on that. Oh, in the beginning, I said so many yeses. I remember. Oh my gosh, I, I, God, I said so many yeses. There was one yes that I said when I first started and I sold a year long of coaching. <laughs> oh my God, please don't ever do that. Even my own clients asked me, you know, like, please don't do that. Don't do that like, until you have a better understanding of what you, and it took like the very first call. I'm like, what the hell did I do? Like, mm-hmm. what did I do? This is the wrong fit. And I've learned over time. And now it's a case that there are times I'll have a call with somebody and I'm like, this is not the right fit for you. And it's all good. I have no judgment whatsoever, but you're not in this space where I can serve you best. And I'm not about to take money because I actually think that that leads to a whole toxic loop of lack. And I just don't want to do that. And our job is to get our clients results. So Mm -hmm. sure. I had a discovery call last week with somebody, connection call, whatever you want to call it. And she, she wanted to hire me. Like she was like, Hey, I want to work with you for six weeks. And I could have BSed my way through what she needed. I was like, I could probably help her, but it was not in my zone of genius. So how am I going to energetically take that money, feel good about it and not get her the amazing results that I could get somebody else. Then she's not going to be a testimonial. And it's just going to be this thing. It's not worth a couple thousand dollars. I would rather refer her out let her go build her business, then come back when she needs the sales helps and then be like, wow, Jill blew up my business now. So yeah, I think that's, re- that's really, that's really, really important. Yeah. It's a, our clients are always a testimonial, right? Our clients are our testimonial and we decide what that connection is like. So I love all of that. And now you had to pivot like a lot of us last year, you lost your job at the beginning of pandemic, like your mm-hmm. corporate job, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what was that process like for you? How did you mentally work through that? And what did you do? Yeah. So I was in corporate for 22 years. Um, I never, I didn't even know what entrepreneurship was. I had some friends in the coaching space. I was like, what do you guys do online? I don't even, like, what is this job you guys have? I never even had any idea of what entrepreneurship was. And during the pandemic, uh, our company cut from the top down. And after being there for you know 22 years, you know, making multiple six figures, um, they cut from the top down. And I remember I got in my car and I called my parents and I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Like, I literally have no idea what I'm going to do. And um, I came home and I hired a business coach that day. Um, I actually hired someone that I was in. I knew from the online space. I hired a business coach that day. So the day I lost my corporate job, I shelled out $5,000 and I thought, I have, to, I have to figure this out. And I said, I know I have a skill that other people need. And also it was really interesting because we'd come into the pandemic about two weeks in. And during this two weeks, I started to get flooded with like network marketers who were like, everyone was starting yeah. a home-based business. So I thought to myself, if I could help these network marketers sell their products, I could help them. So I started this like little Facebook group was kind of how it started. I started a Facebook group and I originally invited just network marketers in there. And I did these little videos every day, like how to sell your products with ease or, you know, how to, how to get people to buy your products. And then just kind of grew on now have a community of like over a thousand people. And then in there, people just started to say like, how can I work with you? Or like, what does this look like? And then just, it just really grew. Um, it really grew from there. So that's what I did. That's beautiful. I love, I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed that were like this, where it's like, okay, job was gone. What am I going to do? I'm going to go tomorrow. And my husband always jokes because mine was March 17th. My job was gone, never officially came back. And I came home and I'm listening to everybody go, it's two weeks. It's two weeks. Thank freaking God. I'd never listened to that, but it was two weeks. And I remember the next morning and I woke up and I went, you know what, what if this is actually the time that I did ask for? Like, what if I, I don't want to waste this time. And it's been a bazillion pivots and learning during it, but I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine not have using this time for the way that it's unfolded. So super, super grateful for that. So you are in this space. I know you've had tremendous success with your business and what you've done and how you've pivoted and how you've, how you really do show up and serve and support others what is something you have personally had to work through that a lot of people might not know about? Um, yeah. So I think probably some of the, the things that I've really had to work through is one, I, I didn't know anything about online. So that was a huge learning curve. That was definitely a huge learning curve was coming online and, and having to figure it out. You know, when you're in corporate sales, I worked for huge brands. I worked for Lean Cuisine. I worked for Gatorade. I worked for Tyson. It's not that hard to go in and sell those brands because those brands were easy to sell. So now I had to come online and sell myself as a brand. So I think that was one of the biggest learning curves. That was the biggest one. And then over the last six months, I've actually um, had quite a bit of health issues. 
Um, So that has been something that I have had to really work through. And as an online business owner or as someone who has to show up in order to continuously make income, you know, that's, that's been challenging because I wasn't able to just kind of sit back and let a paycheck come in or something like that. So, you know, we can definitely dive into that a little bit. Yeah. The last six months have been definitely trying in the health aspect for sure. Yeah. And I do want to dive into wherever you're comfortable, but I think the big sure. thing is, is because you do, I mean, I've, I've got to know you over the last year, you do have a strong presence. And I, I mean, I love that. I always love strong women that, that show up in that, in that space and energy, you do have a strong presence and building, you've built an incredible business. And then all of a sudden now you've got health issues that you have to navigate and then still try and build a business. So how, what are some of the things that you have learned during this time that have helped you to navigate this? Um, so I think one of the biggest things is letting your audience and your clients know. Because at first, when I first when this first started happening, so just to kind of give you a little bit of the backstory, um, I fell off of a bike in June and had some neurological problems happen, but it took about six months for them to figure it out. So um, I was having this like constant swaying, constant dizziness, constant vertigo, processing, slower thinking, all of these things. So at first I was just pushing through and I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell my clients because I didn't want to disappoint them. I didn't want them to be mad. I didn't want to not show up. And I can remember distinctly remember showing up. I was running a mastermind and I can remember showing up on a mastermind and I had sunglasses on and I was like in my office and I was like, Hey guys, I'm just having like a lot of vertigo today. So I'm just going to like keep my sunglasses on, on this call. And they were all like, okay, like you can like cancel the call. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm totally fine. And I remember from that call on, I was like, I think I have to like tell my like clients, like how I'm feeling. So I think if you're going through something, your clients pick you for a reason, right? Like my clients chose me for a reason and they were actually some of my best supporters. Um, they were people who were like, Hey, shut your camera off on this call today. Or, Hey, just go to your, um, AirPods and like walk around and do our call or, Hey, let's, let's, um, let's shift our call today. Like they were actually some of the most like supportive people during that. And it was interesting because I started running a mastermind really the week that it started. And they were with me the entire six months because my mastermind was six months and this has gone on for six months. And it was interesting because on our last call, I had asked some of them, like, what were some of your biggest takeaways? And some of them said like you showing up like consistently for us showed us that like you can persevere and you can show up and like to really let your clients know kind of what you're going through. So a very long-winded answer there was show your clients that tell them, bring them along the journey with you. Don't try to hide it. I think that was probably one of the biggest things. And then if you have a team or you don't have a team, ask for help. So I had to, you know, ask my team for help. I had to say things like, I'm, I just need to, I just need to show up on coaching calls. So you guys need to help me with all the other things in the back end you know, systems, my calendar, everything else. And it's not going to be forever, but it's going to be for right now. And then giving yourself grace, telling yourself it's okay. You know, I was very successful my first year. So I had, I was okay to like, take a little bit of a break. And I think all of us are like hustlers and grinders. We think we have to have to keep going, keep going, keep going. And I had to say to myself, you're okay to take a little break for six months seven months, however long this is, you don't need to have a jam-packed schedule. If you just have five one-on-one clients or four one-on-one clients or one program, that's okay right now. So I think giving myself that grace was really, really, really important. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Because I think at the same time, like knowing how hard you did push in the beginning, like it, we don't, we're not meant to go at that speed all the time. And I think that is a big misconception in this space is that we are, you dive in and you just keep going. And same as we were talking before we hit record, I don't know how many times this past year health-wise I've just been pushed to the point where it's like, it doesn't matter what my drive is there. I have to break. I have to take time off. And at the end of the day, when we really think about it, like if we always push 12 hours a day, 15, whatever that is, no one's ever getting the best of us because mm-hmm. there's, I don't care who you are. We're that you can't go at that speed. No, you really, you really can't. I can remember like being on a call with my, my business mentor. And I was like, you know, I'm thinking I'm heading towards burnout because I'm like Googling the symptoms of like, what is burnout? And then ironically, this like accident kind of happened like around that same time. So it, 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 it was like a forced, you know, shutdown. And even now, um, 
you know, like the next two weeks of like the holiday, you know, I don't really have any coaching calls. Like I, I have calls today and I don't have anything until January 7th. And it's like, that's okay. That's okay to do where six months ago, Jill would be like, I have to be selling. I have to be doing this and I'll still be selling of course. But like, I, I would have thought that I had to be like going all the time and it's okay to give yourself that break. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. We do not, that is something that a lot of us have had to learn as we've gone through. And I'm grateful for some of those lessons because, you know, you can build a business that can fit in your life and it can be, it doesn't have, and we don't have to build it the same way that everyone else does. I love that you said that. I think that that is the biggest thing. I think that we come into this online space and we hustle and we grind so hard because we think we have to be hitting these metrics. We have to be hitting 10K months, 100K months, million dollar years, all of these things. And in reality, it's like, what do you need to, to survive? You know, that, that was a conversation like even I had with my coach. She was like, you don't even need to be hustling this hard right now because you don't even need to be doing this all right now. And it's like you, you come in online and you think like you're less than if you're not making a certain amount of money. And it's like, I, I always talk about this on my stories and my content. It's like, we have such a skewed perception of like what reality is on like money and time and energetics and all of these things. A great example. I'm going, I'm going to a, a, to brain rehab right now, right? I'm paying this guy. He's the number two functional neurologist in the country. Okay. I'm paying this guy. He's a cash-based business. I went to him the first time and he told me his rate. It was a thousand dollars a day. And my parents were like, I can't believe this guy's a thousand dollars a day for four hours. And I was like, do you know what my rate is for four hours a day? Like, like I'm actually more than this guy who's like working on your daughter's brain. And I think like we come into this space online and we're so skewed sometimes of like what people are in like the real world world are getting paid and like what we think like we should be getting paid. Oh, that is such a great example. That oh, is yeah. Such a great example. Yeah. It's and crazy. Now, oh, well, and if, I mean, you've done so much work on yourself, your business and all the things. So was there a point like when you looked at it and went, okay, $1,000 a day to work with him? Well, okay. That's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, um, I was okay. I got to sell some more coaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to sell some more coaching to pay for him. But I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's. It, it's it's an energetic exchange. Mm-hmm. It, like literally, it's, it's an energetic exchange. But it's it was interesting because that's even when I say to myself, you know, what people pay for the solutions in which they need each and each and every time. So yeah, I mean, it was like, it was like a no, it was a no brainer for me to do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so now you are noticing improvements. Yeah, I'm noticing improvements. Um, I am about 16 sessions in, so 16 days in. But yeah, I'm definitely noticing some improvements. Um, I'm able to like process a little bit like more quicker. Um, and the anxiety has actually gone down quite a bit because also over the last six months, um, there's been like a massive amount of anxiety around it because nobody knew what it was. So I was being bounced around from doctor to doctor to doctor. I'd seen 22 or 23 specialists and everybody was diagnosing it as something different. You know, so I was like, oh, you have the early stages of MS or maybe because I've, I've had cancer as a child. Maybe the cancer has gone to your brain. We need to do a spinal tap. Um, maybe it's anxiety. Maybe um, you have Lyme's disease. I mean, maybe you have vestibular migraines. It was like everyone was diagnosing it and nobody was right. So then there's like this constant anxiety of like, what actually is it? Um, and it was interesting because you and I were in Fast Foundations together, correct? Yeah. So there was actually a girl inside of Fast Foundations who linked me up with this functional neurologist. She runs a, um, a concussion camp in British Columbia. And she was like, there is this guy who's a functional neurologist in Michigan, who is like top of the top. Like if you're anywhere near Michigan, I was like, I'm in Michigan. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So she's actually who like connected me to him. So I'm like forever grateful for Natasha. Well, that that's the other thing about the online space is, is how many times do we actually like connect and cross paths with people that you know why? I mean, it's not just an accidental connection and then they know someone and they know someone. And I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of people who really do um, believe and act in the collaborative nature. Like, how can I support you? How can I help you? I think at this point, and I'd love to know your feedback on it. There are people who talk about it, but don't. And I think the ones who don't are actually standing out more now than the mm-hmm. ones who are who do embrace it. Does that make sense? 
I think, I think it's absolutely true. And I think that you're going to see a really big shift in 2022, just really like who's here for true community and true collaboration and true, truly really to support it. I was actually following a business coach today. Interestingly enough, one of those coaches who had started a new Instagram page. Um, and it was interesting because she has, has about 1200 new followers, 1200 followers. And she started a new Instagram page last week and she's not following a single person. I know who you're talking and about. Thought, okay. <laughs> and, and, and it like really like was interesting to me because I was like, how, how is, how is, how does that work? How are you supporting people? If you're not following people, how are you commenting on people? How are you engaging in people? How are you supporting people who are following you? So I think that you'll really start to see that shift in people who are really segmented, like just for themselves, for their own personal growth versus like, I'm here to give, give, give. And I think longevity wise, you're going to see a big difference. Yeah. I love that you said this because I have come across, I've definitely come across this past year And I've just, I just move and again, no judgment. It's just an observation, but there have been people who really talk the big talk about collaboration. I'm like, you're not going to be able to hide behind that now because it's, that is not how it works. And I've had the pleasure of collaborating with some incredible people and some people where it was like, you know, you live and you learn or however it works, but I have had some, and I've got some programs coming up in the next year that are incredible collaborations. And it's Mm -hmm. like, does it feel good? Yeah, it feels good. It feels right. Like it's, and if it doesn't, that's okay, then don't. Mm-hmm. And I think like, because you and I have both collaborated quite a bit with people in the last year, you know, I think that, you know, as you grow, if you're listening to this right now and you are being asked to collaborate, you know, make sure it energetically feels good for you. Make sure it, um, you know, makes your brand grow, make sure it gives you some like credibility in the space. Because I see people all the time, like even my clients are like, oh my gosh, this person has to collaborate with me. And it's like, slow down, make sure it's a win-win for both of you. Make sure it's helping your brand grow. Make, make sure it, you know, is a win-win for everyone. So yeah, you'll definitely see, I think some, like some really powerful collaborations come out of the right people in 2022. Mm, I do. I do too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am. So as I sit here and I'm listening, what is coming up for you over the next year? You're talking about collaboration, but where, where's your business going to continue to grow and grow into 2022? What do you see coming on tap for you? Yeah. So I'm really excited because for the first year online, I actually only worked with females and um, I'm actually opening up to men. I actually have two men right now on my roster and I love it. And I think it's interesting because I am in corporate. I only worked with men. I was the only female on my sales force. So when I came onto the online space, I really just gravitated to women because I wanted something different. I love working with men. There's a different energy. Um, I run an extremely masculine energy, if you haven't noticed. So like that, that masculine energy, like we just really feed off of each other. So I think a lot of my growth is really going to come from really serving some amazing men in this space. So I'm excited about that. And then, you know, I love one-on-one mentorship. That's really where I, I love to work with people. So continuously doing that. I did a mastermind last year. It was great. It was six months. It was a long, a long time. So I'm not sure if I'll be doing that again this year. Uh, I did a retreat last year. It was super fun. Maybe I'll do another one next year. Who knows? Yeah. Really just kind of supporting my clients and really wherever they're at. I love that because I also think that there is this misconception that coming into December, every single thing you're doing in 2022 needs to be mapped out. And there is, let's just, there is this misconception. And I know I've heard many coaches, I've heard some coaches talking about it as of September, that it's like, if you're not mapping out your next year, you're already behind. And I'm like, I'm not going to subscribe to that. I'm not like, calm down, calm down. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tonight. Let alone what I'm doing. Let alone what I'm doing in February. (laughs) I love that. I love that you said this because it, I could feel myself go like, Oh my God, how am I? Oh my God. But you know what? When I look at it, like, what have I burned down and started in the last 60 days that if I would have went September, I have to map it out. I would have got into a space of anxiety and done nothing. Yeah. And so like, I, wait and see, like, what does your audience need? You know, like, I don't know what my audience needs in January. Maybe in January, they need mentorship. Maybe in February, they want a mastermind. Maybe in March, they want Voxer. Like, I always let my audience tell me what they need. And I actually just hired a new business coach. I'm super excited. But yeah, I have like no, I will say on the record, I have no plan for 2022. And I'm absolutely okay. I had no plan in 2021 and I did just fine. So if you don't have a plan, you're okay. I love that. Thank you for sharing because I, I want people to know they can be wildly successful and you don't have to do it the same way everyone else does it. Oh, yeah. I always tell people like this is like my like I like say this to everybody. I was super successful my first year. I don't have a website. You know, I don't I don't have anything that's like of any seriousness. I didn't have a plan. I just served people. 
Like literally, I just serve people every day on social media and people ask to work with you. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I don't know how to figure this out, just go serve people. Just go serve your audience and then be like, you can hire me. Serve them, you can hire me. Serve them, you can hire me and start to see it. Quit wasting your time on all the other things that don't matter. Serve your audience and then be like, do you want to hire me? It's really how it works. I Yes, I couldn't love that more because I think that also when we serve someone else, we get out of our own head, we stop overthinking and we actually step into more of who we are and more of how we can help others. And I think that just continues to open doors. I had a conversation recently with somebody who I know who has spent thousands of dollars on strategy, thousands of dollars on mentors and strategy. And in about 30 seconds, I was like, do you actually believe that you can pull this off? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, so can you stop spending on strategy? Because I also don't want to say it's all about the belief and mindset, but it's a piece of it. Cause if you're not, I mean, stop, stop buying things because there's a hype to it, or you're looking at what everyone else is doing and think that it has to be that because you can have the most incredible strategy in the world, the website that serves everything that does all the things. But if you're not energetically attached to it, or you don't even believe that you can achieve this, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter. Strategy doesn't matter. No, it it doesn't matter at all. And I, I love that you said that about people are always buying into marketing, right? Just, just if you're listening to this right now, know that you're being marketed all day, every day. All day. And yeah, all day, every day. And normally people who are buying into program after program after program or mentor after mentor after mentor, it's because of two things. This is what I found. They don't know where they're going. So everything looks good, right? They think they need PR because they don't know where they're going. They think they need storytelling. They think they need a mastermind. They think they, they, think they need all the things because they don't know where they're going. Or so they they don't know where they don't know where they're going. Or the second one is, is they're playing the comparison game and they think they need all of these things. So when you are super clear of where you're going and your head's down in your own business, all that other stuff that's being marketed to you, you're not going to need it. You're not going to need it because you know exactly where you're going. And this is the other thing. Stay with someone long enough to see the results. I see people all the time who are like, oh yeah, I've had like 17 coaches or I've been in like 18 masterminds or I'm working with like six coaches right now. This is also another thing. I will not work with anybody that's working with somebody else. So that's just like my own personal thing because if I'm going to work with you on strategy, I want to work with you on strategy in your business. But if you're working with like, let's just use like, let's just use someone like an example, right? So if I'm working with someone on strategy and I'm like, hey, this is how you show up. This is what you do every day, blah, blah, blah. This is like the, the masculine energy of things. And then they're working with somebody else who was like, you don't need to do masculine work. You just need to go journal and like play outside and like manifest and do all of these things. It's never going to get. So like when you're picking your coaches, making sure that if you're going to work with two of them, make sure that they're aligned together. Otherwise your results are never going to be good because you're going to have two people telling you the exact same thing. I ran a mastermind last year. And one of the things that I did was I brought in somebody to do some like internal work with, with my girls And half of the girls hired her and she's amazing. I love her. She's amazing. But half of the girls hired her to work with her during my mastermind. And then they were still working with me. And that's exactly what happened. They'd get on my calls and I'd be like, all right, this is what we're doing. And then they'd get on the calls with her and she'd be like, just go play. And like, it'll come to you. And then they'd come back to the call and I'd be like, how's business? And they'd be like, I haven't really sold anything. I haven't really done anything. So that's like really, and you want to make sure if you're working with multiple mentors, their, their mindset isn't the same when it comes to business. What great advice. That is such great advice. And I think that that I, as we see right now, because when um, I'm in the process right now of we're launching a mastermind starting in the new year and it's you're like, like crushing it right now with, with what you're selling. I'm like, every day I win your stories. I'm like, she's like, I'm like 500 people in this thing. I just, seriously, I am. It's thank you. I will receive that. And it's been so interesting. Cause I'm literally like, well, that sounds really good. I like that. Our values are aligned. Perfect. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. And if it feels good, I do it. If it doesn't feel good, I don't even say any other. It's like, not right now. It's just yeah. not right now. And so this has been really, really good experience and diving into like that mastermind piece about like your story makes your brand and plug Jennifer for a second, because she's just fantastic. And she's all about branding, like all about that branding piece and what that is. But she said recently, it was so funny. She's like, Oh my God, we're being marketed to every single day. You guys need like, it's, it's nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And I think that is, that is something that is a misconception that we're not, we didn't see or didn't understand, mm-hmm. but if it's not for you, then I'm okay with that too. Like I'm, it's, I, I don't, I don't personally, like, I think that there's this piece of, you know, helping people work through some of their objections, 
but I'm also not going to hound to bring the wrong energy and to chase the money. That is not my energy at all. I don't get people. That's not my thing. It's just not my thing. Yeah. One of the things that I always say is like, if you're not using social media, social media is using you. Yeah. I I actually, that your words have rung through my head so many times. There've been times I'm literally, I'm like, Marcia, you're scrolling, not doing anything. Jillian says, (laughs) you're doing social media. It's using you put it down. And I try and be very intentional. I am on it, but I'm super intentional. Yeah. Uh, but when I go on what I'm posting, what I'm sharing, then get off, then go back yeah. on yeah. or back into others and then come off. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's if you're not, I mean, if you've got hours and hours to scroll a day and if you're in the space of scrolling, then I find it super easy to drop into comparison, judgment of yourself, all the things. And I mean, at the end of the day, you think I use this all the time. You think, you know, someone's story. You don't, you never, ever know their story. You no. think you do. You can be listening to their podcast, watching their stories, do all the things. And you think you've got it figured out. You still don't know their story. No, not at all. And I would, I would love like your take on this too. You know, people who are like that you're comparing yourself to, I mean, do you find yourself muting people, blocking people? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's really, really, really important. I tell my clients all the time and even me too, if anyone triggers me or I find myself comparing or I'm like, what are they doing? I'm like, you got to shut it down. I mean, some of my best friends are entrepreneurs in this space and I do not follow them. They are absolutely muted because they get in my own head. And I think this is the difference between, I actually just talked about, I like to talk about triggers because I think triggers can teach us a lot, but if triggers, if someone you are looking at and following on social media, and it is triggering you to a point that you are feeling less than like not capable of achieving it, or you're finding yourself in this energy of um, jealousy comparison, those are all such low vibe emotions then definitely unfollow because it's, it's not worth it. I mean, this is a, yes, there's collaboration component to entrepreneurship, but you've got to be able to get your own drive going. You've got to be able to like, you've got to be able to show up when you might not feel like it. You've got to be able to do things. And so if you have energy in your space of people that are not serving and supporting you one thousand percent muted, one thousand percent. Like you said, like you don't even know their story. You know, you're, you're, you're watching it and you're like, oh my God, they have this great RV life. And like, they have all of this, all this fun. It's like, you don't know what they're doing. You don't know if their business is making millions of dollars. You don't know if they like hate each other on the inside. Like you have no idea. So just again, like stick down, keep it, keep it down to the self. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that there's also this misconception that's happening in, and I really respect different. This is just my opinion, different coaches. Some will talk about what the dollars they brought in in the month. And I've had other coaches that I know that it's like, yep, I've sold this, but my monthly business costs are like $40,000 a month. Yes. And one of the coaches that I know and admire very, very dearly. And she's like, yeah, so I've had the best year of my life financially, Mm -hmm. but I'm burning it down. We're starting over again because I do not need to be in a space of trying to navigate 30 and $40,000 a month in team costs. I don't need it. It's not right? So I, I admire that more mm-hmm. than I admire the flash of the hundred thousand yeah. dollar month. Because people who are new to this space, they, they only see it. They're like, Oh, why is this person making a million dollars? You don't know that they're paying $40,000 a month to their coach. They have 1700 teammates. They're running ads. Like they're doing all of these things. You're just seeing the, the little square thing that they're posting. And there's so many other things on the back end. Like, yeah, I think that that is so, so, so true. And I know a coach recently post about this, um, and it was like, you know, it's just, it's just one, it's just tacky one to do it. And secondly, it just, it's hard for people who are just coming in this space because they look at that and they think that they're less than, yeah. and it, again, it's like, you're not less than just because you're making, you know, two, three, four, five, ten thousand $10,000 a month is a great living. Like it's a yes. great living for a lot of people, you know, just because you're not at that thing, you don't need to be, you don't need to be making a hundred thousand dollars every single month. Like who actually is doing that? Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I also think we have to give permission to people who are just starting out people who are in the space and knowing that you're going to fumble your way through until you figure out what serves you and what works. And you might actually have a part of your business that makes good money that you don't even like doing mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so, so, so true. I, I, I love this conversation. Yeah. There's it's, it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of learning and it's all good. But it's definitely, if you can't, if you can't put it in perspective, I also have a few clients right now who are dealing with a ton of, 
like the one thing that I do attract is a lot of difficult stories and I'm, it's okay. I'm good with it. I get to actually have really good boundaries, but by the time they come to me, they are wanting to do something with it. And so they're in a space right now, a couple of them that they're like, I I just don't have the energy to show up. I don't want, I'm like, then don't, then don't. And don't like you mean, but I thought I have to be like online and do it. I'm like, if you are in such a low space mm-hmm. and you are now trying to show up and sell, I'm going to be able to see that people will see that. And it's, there's no purpose. Like there's no, no. purpose. No, it, it's so true. And I love that you say that because November was my worst income month ever. And guess what? It was the lowest I felt. It was the lowest energetically I was showing up. So nobody probably really wanted to work with me. I was not putting out like an energetic vibe. So it is, it, it absolutely is in correlation. And we also forget, I think sometimes what we have done and what we've been, because it was just this morning, I was talking to another coach who she's like, what's your December been like? I'm like, honestly, it's been my best month this year. And I would just say, it's not even, I haven't pushed for that to happen. It's just happened. She goes, well, it hasn't been for me. And I just not sure what's going on. I'm like, okay, I watched you in November and you launched three things. You sold them out. So if you actually looked at what you generated in November, do you think maybe this is like some permission to give yourself some downtime? And she was like, oh my God, I never even thought about that. I'm like, it's okay. So I think that this is just part of this own personal growth that we're all going through and navigating. What I would love to know as you're sharing some of this is what do you do when you're having those low days where it's like, I just don't know if I, I don't know what to do next. Yeah. So, um, one, I'm always in mentorship. So I'm always, I always have a coach. I always have a mentor. So I always have somebody that I can reach out to. So, and, and I, and I stick with a mentor or a coach for long times. So it's, she's been, you know, it's been with me for a very long time. Um, I just hired someone new for 2022, but my last coach has been with me for 19 months. So I have someone that I can reach out to at all times. So that is really big. I also stay in community and then that would be probably like my, my two biggest things that I do. And then I, again, I just, I tell myself that it's okay. A cheat that I do though, though, I will tell you guys a cheat. If you guys are listening to this right now, a little nugget is the days that I do feel good is I batch my stories. So I will record a story on days that I feel good. So I might get on my story today and I might say, Hey, just got off of like an amazing podcast with my girl, Marsha. We talked about all of these things. This is what we did today. And then I might save it. And then tomorrow when I feel like garbage or I'm at brain camp and I don't feel like showing up, I'm actually going to upload that. So a lot of times the stories that people are seeing are not actually on that same day. So I always have like a bank of stuff in my phone that I can post, not just like quotes and things like actual still me showing up that I can kind of always kind of go back to. Oh, it's great advice. Thank you for sharing that with everyone. Sure. Because again, it's just the whole thing. It's permission that you're not going to have your shit together every single day. Like no. it's going to, right. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love, love, love this conversation. I want to know based on how we talk on the show, what is something that you like the lesson that you are most grateful for in your life? Probably losing my corporate job. Mm -hmm. I am probably the most grateful for that because something that was going to probably wreck me and be one of the worst experiences in my life has turned out to be the best. It helped me grow financially. It helped me grow emotionally. It helped me grow as a businesswoman, helped me grow just as a woman. It helped me grow just as a person, as a mother, like it just helped me really grow. So um, I'm actually really grateful that I lost my corporate job. I can't tell you how many times people I interview and they're always like, well, the thing that I thought was the worst thing in the world to happen is actually what I'm the most grateful for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. I want to ask you one more question, but I just want to say, like, I'll make sure everything's in the show notes. Where's the best place to connect, follow and learn from you. Yeah. So you can definitely follow me on the gram. The Jillian Murphy is where I hang out. And then my stories every day come and connect with me. I always say like, I literally want to get to know each and every one of you. So follow me, get to know me, hang out, send me a DM, all of those things. I think they're also going to throw a freebie inside of the show notes. So it's um, like six uh, ways to attract your dream client. So definitely feel free to download that freebie as well. But yeah, just hang out with me on the ground. That's where I want to get to know people for sure. Awesome. I'll make sure it's all in there. Um, Last question I want to ask you is I am always so big and we talk a lot about it on the show about the importance of like standing on your story, owning your story, being who you are, being authentic, letting people show, like show people who you actually are. And I just want to know, like, what would your life be like now if you did not live in that space? Like if you were not real and authentic with your clients and who you are, I probably would not be happy. I probably would be living in a life that just didn't feel good, just didn't feel in alignment with me. So I think it's super important to show up like who you are energetically and know that it's also okay to change. 
you know, Jill five years ago is not who she was today and maybe not who she's going to be, you know, in five years from now, but in just all aspects of it, whether it's your beliefs, whether it's who you are, whether it's just, you know, who you show up, like, like who you are show up because energy attracts energy and like attracts like, and your people are going to be massively attracted to you. So if you're not showing up in that energy, your people are never going to get the best of you. I always joke around that, you know, I show up basically like a hot mess on all my coaching calls. I'm usually in a sweatshirt. I'm usually in a baseball hat. I'm usually in a messy bun. So if I was to show up online as one person, you know, professional in a suit jacket, my hair always done, always looking like to the nines. And then my coaching clients hired me and then they came onto a Zoom call. They'd be like, you're a shit show. Like, what is this? Right. So it's like, that's why it's also important to, to like be who you are online so that people know who you are online and they know who you are in real life. I hosted a retreat this year and all of my clients that came were like, you're like the exact same person that you are online. I'm like, yeah, like it'd be weird if I wasn't right. So show up who you are always. Like if you swear, if you are into politics, if you're love, love dogs, like whatever you are, like be that person online. Cause that's, going to attract people to you. And then they're going to radiate to that. That is so good. I, I love every single thing about that. I, I know I spoke at an event when we still had live events in 2019. <laughs> and when I finished, somebody came up and said, Oh my God, you're exactly the same as you are online. I'm like, thank you. That's the best compliment ever. Best compliment like, ever. Best, like best. best. And I, once I embraced more of that, it's really has helped to attract some of the best clients into mm-hmm. my space. And yeah. I just love that you're sharing how you can embrace that and be wildly successful. Absolutely. Like it's, it's so, it's so true. Even, I mean, again, even just parts of who you are showing that in in your real life, I think is what really, really, really gravitates people to you. I have a client, it's like a really funny story, but I have a client who's got like a massive trucker mouth. Like she is, she's so naughty. Her mouth is just filthy, but I love her to death. And she's probably listening to this podcast. I know I'm talking about her, but I was like, can you imagine if you didn't talk like that online and then your clients hired you and they got on a call and they were like, Oh my gosh. Right. But they know exactly what they're getting. They know that they're getting like raunchy and filthy you when they show up. Right. And that's why people are drawn to you because they're like, I don't want these coaches that are super professional and super buttoned up. Like, I love that you are who you are. So it's like, that's why it's so important to like, just own who you are, whatever it is, whatever your story is, whatever your mess is own it. Cause that's what people are drawn to. 100%. Oh, I love it. Love this conversation. So Thank grateful you. Thank for you. So much you. Me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.